Therapy Geeks mini episode. Luke and Louise interpret a dream. You have me fucked up. Welcome hello. to well, hello. hello. We didn't even say hello for the main episode. Actually, I just realised this is our first hello, and we've already hello. goodbyed. Yeah, hello, welcome. This is a bonus episode. We're going to do uh, an interpretation of a dream between each of us. See what happens. Yeah, some <laughs> some viewers quite like the dream interpreting segment of the previous episodes. Um, if you want to hear, send us a dream. We'll do our best to have a wee poker prod at it. I mean, you're about to hear the sort of quality of our interpretation, so you might be put off that. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see. Uh, do you want to go first? Right. Mine was, there was, I was kind of like sitting in an old style classroom or sitting in an office or something, right? Uh-huh. But it's very short. And then I sit in there working and this person who I know, mm-hmm. but I shall not, right? Who I am fond of, I think mm-hmm. is a really nice person, a male, mm-hmm. was standing about a meter away from me, looking at me going as if to say, oh, can I help like can I help kind of way Uh and looking at me but kind of a little bit guarded and Mm -hmm. I was like sitting at the desk looking around kind of and I didn't respond but they were like standing kind of a bit tense a bit nervous and like can I help like mm-hmm. looking over me like that so what do you go for it but, um... that's okay uh so, sorry if you heard me typing during that I was just writing no. down what you were saying this is one of the things I like about working from home counseling is that I can just have all my notes open in front of me and uh whenever I'm speaking to a client sometimes I can be like oh and that's your sister Kathy who's 29 <laughs> and she's got the drink problem and they're like yeah how did you remember <laughs> I only mentioned her once about six sessions ago and you're like I've just got I'm just a really good therapist <laughs> <laughs> you got the notes open right in front of you. Yeah, okay. So let me just run that past you, sir. Uh, old st- old style classroom slash office. You were doing oh, it's some- an office. I'm doing working. work, but I'm sitting down. And you're sitting standing down. Up. Okay. And and this person who you're fond of uh, romantically, you've implied there. And standing a meter Ooh, away. Is, hi. Is a- oh, I just thought from the way you said it. You said you're fond of who's male. And when you put it like. Oh quickly together like I'm not I'm not getting that from the dream maybe but just from what you said. Uh, maybe you are I don't know mm-hmm. uh, and standing a meter away as if to say can I help uh, yeah. and, li- and he's a little bit guarded and tense and then did you say in the end he looked over your shoulder he's like he's like standing like there and he is quite a nervy person he's quite a nervy person okay yeah. god there's quite there's quite for such a short dream there's quite a lot there is he I nervy see. he's nervy in real life do you mean when you say that I think so okay but he's a leader okay uh hmm, that's interesting I suppose that's kind of like what you were saying about an emotionally intelligent uh man is like uh because it makes me when you said that it made me think of Trudeau because <laughs> his whole thing is emotional intelligence though I don't I think his is more of a facade of emotional intelligence but yeah so he's a, he's a leader but he's quite anxious and what yeah. so what um and this is going to sound kind of cheating and but what comes to you first of all you know what's your hunch well whenever I had that dream I was like is he terrified of me like do you know I was kind of like oh is he really is he really intimidated by me because he kind of he wants he kind of you know what I mean and I guess I'm wondering now about the location because you said it's like a schoolroom slash office and you're sitting down to work is it a single table or is it a big table I don't know I just had the I knew it was like because um, my dreams aren't that you know some lots of people have lots of colors and lots of mine's more a scenario that kind of happened so I can't remember I know then I think about being a Queens think of it being at work or study or whatever see like a study room or something like that where there's mm-hmm. other people about and they come and approached 
to go, do you like, would you like to help? Would you like me to help? Okay. And I'm cool. sitting at my, I'm sitting at the desk on the computer. I wonder, hmm, I have some potential interpretations, but I just want to keep poking and prodding first, actually. there's, um, And is there like a feeling of company in the dream? There, it'll be pleasant. Okay. Okay. So pleasant feeling. And let me see here. Um, so then that's that's me just trying to get some general associations. I'm assuming you can't remember what you were doing the day before. No, no, this is actually quite a wee while ago. Okay. But I think I, I'd been in a meeting with this person the day before. Hmm. I think around that time there'd been a meeting. And the uh, okay, okay, so there'd been a meeting and uh, the character. So I'm guessing thinking. Oh, the I just remembered the meeting. What was the meeting? I can't say it too much because. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think I don't know. Well, what can you say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, fair enough. So there's there's something relevant about the meeting. We can just leave it at that. It doesn't have to be the case. Um, Even I think they were a bit awkward. And this 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 guy, uh, like, what part of you do you think he could be if he was a part of you? You know, sometimes they say that these people and dreams are representative of bits of you. Uh, I think affection. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if you were to be that person in the dream, right, okay, get into character as that person in the dream right now and just say what say what you would say what you are and what you're doing. Just loitering. You're loitering. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm Mr. Helper, I'm loitering. Um, yeah. okay. I think we I think there's some stuff there, isn't there? Um so I the interpretation I have off the top of my head is, you know. On some level, it's about accepting help and maybe you're feeling conflicted about whether or not... Well, I can't tell if you're feeling conflicted about accepting help or you're concerned that you're putting up walls that prevent help getting in. Yes. Or... Um, oh, look, you're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then whenever you got to affection and loitering, it's like, okay, so there's a part of you or a person in your life who's, who's quite loving and you're not sure if you're keeping them out or not, or you're sort of just sort of keeping them hanging around and you kind of resent that they're hanging around a little bit too. I don't know. And I, I think it's more internal than external, though. I don't think it's a person in your life. Oh, my God. Does that, does that make sense? Actually, I was, now you've brought that to my consciousness, I would say that makes complete sense. And does that have something to do with the meeting as well? Because you're, there's, there's, you don't have to say, but I know there's something relevant in there. I'm really quite hard sometimes. With a lot. I, I'm quite harsh. See, as in I didn't know yeah I would be quite like get it done and that dream it's about work isn't it in some sense too you're sitting down to work and uh, yeah when you say get it done just there that makes me think that's maybe is that part of the the wider problem there? Ah, okay get it done let's just get it done I see I see whereas other people it take a bit longer they've got you know their wee anxieties or whatever and they have their wee preferences whereas I'm like get it done Come on. right okay and and i guess you're saying in that that dream saying that this like attitude great for work bad for affection bad for <laughs> people who are people who are loitering and trying to be nice to you they're trying to if me, see me as a new you know out and about going Hi. for dates uh-huh. might be hard for a man where i'm like chop chop they want to go right I see yeah, you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, uh, well do you want to go out what's she like is she always chop chop and I'm like, no, I chill. I'm not always chop chop. I chill the fuck out. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, some forms of of dream interpretation. The last step is: is there something? 
like an action and that doesn't necessarily mean behavioral like oh well i'm going to go outside and go for a jog but sometimes it can be something symbolic to uh quote unquote appease the dream i don't know i think that's really really helpful oh good good that's weird look you're really good at this oh thanks i i do love it whenever a client finally uh finds the courage to talk about dreams in session because it's one of the things that i try not to bring it up but i'll talk about it if they bring it up do you know what i mean um because some people can be off-putting the idea that i do interpret dreams because they're like oh this guy's wacko you know you're good at it. no but dreams are always messengers see i don't dream, have that many dreams mm-hmm. so whenever that that i don't i actually don't dream that much so whenever that one that was and i remembered it i knew it was quite important for me mm-hmm. and now it's really helped because I want tenderness and romance, Mm -hmm. but all these tender, sensitive, emotionally, you know, sound men need to know that I'm not going to be a ball buster all the time. (laughs) That's quite nice. It seems like a bit of a moral, a moral from the dream there. The moral from the dream is you got to be a little bit gentle. (laughs) (laughs) But whenever I've got stuff to do, I'm like, let's get done. Yeah. And that gentle part of you is that, that, that male hanging around you saying, can I help? You know, can I, asking permission to be gentle to those around you. Yeah, um, I need, I know what I want. In part, I want somebody to chill. I like lie on sofas and chill out and relax and be very tender and very gentle. And to have like days where you're just reading the paper, talking about all world events, like you know, going for walks and beaches and all that. There, and that's very very gentle. But in terms of my activism, in terms of environmentalism, very mm. straight talking, very, very clear on what needs to be done. Mm, yeah. And there's two sides that need reconciling then. Is that, is that what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. So right, your turn. Luke. Okay. Well, uh, I, I got to give you a little bit of context to this one because this is from a few months ago when right. I was binge reading a comic book called Crossed. And if anyone's listening to this, I highly recommend that you don't read it because it's <laughs> What's it dis- crossed, C-R-O-S-S-E-D, because it's no. disgusting and horrible, right? It's It's got like torture, murder, oh, you know, God. horrible. And I think it's just because I found it quite compelling for a while because it was so disgusting and horrible. It's like, it's basically, it's about a zombie apocalypse, but instead of zombies, it's... <laughs> they're instead of zombies it's not zombies it's it's just people at their worst so everyone becomes this horrible murderous rapist who says he's like just screams horrible things and like to me that's like a nightmare scenario because i feel like you could you could feasibly survive in a zombie apocalypse because they're quite slow but if these, (laughs) these are you know what i mean these are like people they're as smart as you and they're horrible and and, oh and no issue at all with just completely just dismembering you and doing horrible things with the bits and right. uh, <laughs> and so I binge read it over a month and had all these horrible nightmares because of course you do and uh, but I, I just didn't stop reading because I was compelled by the story and ah oh, anyway so in this dream um well I no sorry I've got to give you a bit more context but like my partner Sarah <laughs> we my partner Sarah we've talked before about if like the world ends if there's apocalypse she said She's always said, first thing I'm going to do, kill myself. I'm not going to, not going to do it. Just going to, not going to try and figure it out. Not going to try and live through it. I'm just going to kill myself. It's not (laughs) worth it. And uh, I think, you know, fair enough. So, okay, that's all the context. So in this stream, Sarah, my partner and I are, there's been an apocalypse unspecified, but it's scary. And we're in a forest and everyone is dying horribly. Um, So it's pretty, it's pretty scary. 
and uh, Sarah and I managed to find enough tablets to kill ourselves in a cave where there's also an altar to sacrifice on that just that's not relevant for some reason but it's there oh, Jesus Christ. so we go oh, the perfect spot <laughs> to end our lives I've been really pathetic my imagination is so vanilla no no some this. some dreams are very simple and some of them are I have the same though sometimes I have some dreams oh and it's like God. two lines on a page and then I have this dream where there's like six paragraphs but um so we're in a cave there's an altar to sacrifice on ourselves on we find enough tablets to kill ourselves and uh we're like happy days <laughs> and at first i think there might only be enough for me and i'm actually quite reluctant to share and then i feel really horrible at the prospect that i even consider just ending my life and just letting sarah deal with it on her own that's horrible you know um so that's that's where the dream ends we have the possibility of killing ourselves and then i get quite hard on myself because i think of something incredibly selfish Whew. Wow. it's a relief saying that Is yeah it? I, actually it is a bit yeah i think so oh i think that's i think in a really dark twisted way that's really beautiful <laughs> i think it's no, <laughs> i think it's why it's like romeo and juliet i guess it is a bit isn't it i yeah. think it, it's it's me being very worried that i'm um selfish in the well, relationship I, I, I think sorry to interrupt right no no i'm done that's what i think that's what i think the message was mm that you've reached a new kind of level in terms of this relationship mm-hmm. where you, you know, it's um, apocalypse is lifting the veil. Mm. It means to lift the veil, mm-hmm. right? So the veil is being lifted. So people are starting to see the truth. So you're starting to see the truth that, 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 that actually that was, that was showing you, yes, there's a level of selfishness, but it's different with her. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like, and that I think that's why apocalypse is lifting the veil. I find it really interesting that there's a forest and a cave. Mm. It's a lot of nature. Um, yes, because apocalypse you wouldn't associate with having it's like a barren wasteland. Do you think? And this might be a bit of a leap, but you've made me think of this now. Is that you know because the whole lifting the veil thing? You know, it's like. Is it maybe a fear that about about my true nature, if you know what I mean? Because there's nature surrounding it. I, I know sometimes it's a visual metaphorical language of dreams. You do have to make these weird little leaps, but it's like, so apocalypse lifting the veil and I'm in nature. So am I worried that this is my and, nature? And also you're doing your things together. You're a very good couple because mm-hmm. like you've got your, you've got your plan, like you find your, your... <laughs> find a way out. You find your way and then you're like, oh no, you're thinking about, you're thinking about um, her, Sarah in this situation because, oh, there's not enough. And, but then that's really selfish. So it's like, um, it's, you know, I think the apocalypse, the, the doing things together and then at the end, it's just, I think it's lifting the veil for you about mm. something in your relationships. But also the the um the shadow hmm. because that binge reading for over a month is complete shadow work well, it is isn't it yeah i guess that's a good point yeah like i'm quite uh i'm yeah because it's like i'm not indulging but i'm uh i don't know but i'm i'm in some sort of dialogue with a side of myself that uh, that could be that evil it's I, I, the worst parts of of humanity mm-hmm. yeah 
you were engulfed in the worst aspects of culture, society, humanity, human beings, like rape, torture, dismemberment, like mm. just secure, like as bad as you could be. And then you find the, the love in it. <laughs> I guess it is quite sweet, isn't it? Do you know what also just hit me when you said that is about the altar to sacrifice on? And it makes me think, oh, there's an option of, of martyrdom and making it all about me, but we don't take that. But, but it's like so many archetypes, so many different situations, but I actually think that's a really positive dream. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right. You know, well, that's some, one of the things about dreams is that uh, uh, that sometimes there's something to the counterfactualness of it that, you know, like well because sometimes in dreams there's there's a thing that's an opposite you know when someone describes a dream to you they say oh he was my cousin but he wasn't you know or uh yeah he, he was this but he wasn't or it was my house but it wasn't and it's like I, I, yeah something, to, something important sure. to that counterfactuality no no that's all sorry i think on a subconscious unconscious level lots of people are worried about the apocalypse um coming in this is an existential threat in many ways mm. i think every generation has it and I think your dream is signifying, uh, like there's a, I don't know, because I'm trying to learn Gaelic, Irish and all, but it's real, I'm really crap, right? <laughs> but there's sayings in Gaelic that they use a lot in the environmental gatherings, which is um, or something that's about, we are stronger together, mm-hmm. right? But there was another one I heard recently, which I don't know, I'm not even going to try. Um, it was about, in each other's shadows we survive and that in each other's shadows we survive and that's what i think about you and sarah in the stream oh that's you know quite what sweet I mean? like, yeah you find sanctuary in each other aye feels in quite the comforting, madness though. of the world you come yeah. together to for and it's an understanding yay yeah, thanks very much oh well that was lovely yeah we should definitely do this again then a little bonus <laughs> episode um thanks very much I don't know how no, to end no it mind. though. It, usually, we, usually one of us will say something that makes the other one laugh and I'm like, oh great, I'll just edit in a fade out there. Perfect. But uh, if it just sort of ends with us both going, oh, that was lovely. Thanks very much. That was you know, really lovely. What yeah. a lovely 12th of July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy 12th of July, everybody. Therapy Geeks can be found on YouTube or your podcasting platform of choice. Until love came.